I'm Katie Henriksen. You're listening to my podcast, Sound Off, on music challenging the status quo. In each episode, I explore creativity at the intersection of art, music, and literature to dig into what that work and the people making it tell us about life in the 21st century. Today's guest is cellist and arts leader Amanda Guggen. Her Forward Music Project, launched in 2015, commissions new multimedia works for So Cello that elevate stories of feminine empowerment through raw performances and educational initiatives. I Care If You Listen described the project as a premier example of feminist advocacy done right. I can't wait to share our conversation on arts advocacy, trauma, and finding agency in a society that tells girls that they can't with you. We'll also hear some of her music. I just really felt like the music that I was playing wasn't really directly saying anything. And it was beautiful music and very entertaining, but I really wanted to be very specific in the performing that I did and wanted to, number one, increase the uh, number of voices on the stage, a number of voices of, you know, female composers and diversity within those composers. But I also was very interested to see what would happen if some issues were brought to the light on the musical stage and if it would be possible to enact change or at the very least uh, very critical thought processes from that and how we could bridge the gap between classical contemporary music performance and what was really important to me and performance artists and visual artists, you know, they do this very well. (laughs) And in art, visual art and performance art has been sort of a direct way of conveying social context. And I was curious how we could do that on stage and how I could do that behind a cello. So you're mentioning um, how other art forms have, have really done something well like presented their their medium in a multi multi-dimensional way in the way that maybe classical music hadn't yet and maybe expand on that a little more and also the whole idea of like how the music that you had been playing was entertaining and and it was fun to perform but you wanted it to do more it's always a struggle when playing the cello first and foremost an instrument that is so rooted in western classical tradition uh not singing not having lyrics and not having a lot of movement so how do you convey something like a uh, you know a, a very strong message or something that you you want an audience to understand at a very visceral level and so i had to get a little creative and in how I turned the cello into a sort of vessel for these composers' stories. So luckily, all of the composers that I've commissioned so far have such different ways of approaching writing for music. So some of the pieces actually did require some performance art on my behalf. I also have a partner for Ford Music Project who's a video artist, uh, Katie Tucker, 
and she's phenomenal. So the ways, there are many ways that I had to bring in different kinds of medium of performance and art to have a really well-rounded show. The pieces, some of them are very visceral and require me to do a lot of things at the cello that are not cello oriented, hardly even playing the cello in a conventional way. People talk a lot about breaking boundaries. We use, yeah, we use uh, words like genre defying and um, boundary breaking music and things like that. I mean, yes, it's a, a boundary that I have to try to get past in terms of the, the physical capabilities of the <laughs> cello. But also I'm trying to kind of explore what's out there way beyond the boundary. You know, if we think about, if we start to expand out from planet Earth, like what is in the the atmosphere well beyond this, you know, the ozone layer, the this kind of societal boundaries that we have and so interested in in exploring that and there's so many ways to convey that to audiences but that's the challenge I think of being a performer and being an audience is how do you make your listeners your viewers feel what you are putting out there through the medium and you you mentioned the whole um just the way you're you're utilizing the cello, your instrument for and doing things that sometimes aren't even considered playing it. How did you get comfortable with like really utilizing the cello in ways that like maybe you weren't even you weren't taught, you're experimenting, you're doing all these different things, trying to figure it out? I like being physical. I like physical expression. But I grew up in an environment where that kind of expressivity was a little repressed <laughs> and also in classical music the idea of physical expressivity has an expectation around that as well and I think I just slowly came into it because the pieces that the composers were writing for me were so personal to them that the only way I organically and authentically could represent their stories was just to kind of let this physical manifestation unfold. And the more I understood them and the more I understood the music, it just kind of happened slowly over time. And uh, and it was an amazing way for me to release. When you're on stage, you sort of have a quote-unquote excuse or space to do so because you're performing and it's an acceptable way to do that. But when I was a kid, you know, I was very energetic, very expressive, very outspoken, and it was just constantly, constantly repressed because little girls are not supposed to be that way. They're not supposed to get dirty. They're not supposed to say how they feel. They're not supposed to provide feedback. They're not supposed to share when they know something is wrong, talk about their own feelings. And energy and loudness is not ladylike, you know. So this is the kind of, you know, finally when I started doing Forward Music Project, it just started to unlock something in me 
where I was joyful and angry and all of this stuff was finally coming out because it was an acceptable platform for me to start to get very expressive and outspoken. It was just a very cathartic and freeing project and still is.
That's Amanda Gukin performing Stolen, a piece she commissioned from Allison Loggins Hull for Forward Music Project 1.0. I'm Katie Henriksen. You're listening to Sound Off with special guest Amanda Gukin. A composer in Forward Music Project 2.0 speaks specifically to ageism and body shaming. Let's learn more from Gukin about why she loves Kamala Sankaram's three-movement work, Belly. That piece is sort of um, a quiet hiss, uh, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to say a slow burn, but it's just, it's like an extremely hot radiator that's just quietly, constantly hissing <laughs> in the corner because the piece never really lets up. She she wrote this piece about the three humors, medieval humors, and it's all about youth and and sort of the loss of innocence in the youth, the ang- anger, and then goes through this very um, sad third movement about invisibility as we age. So the first movement starts out with this like guttural grunting cello and all of these recordings of folks that Kamala um, she basically took to Facebook and asked for people to share their experiences on body shaming or or things that people have told them in their lives about their body so it sort of goes in and out of anger it's exploring the cello in a lot of different ways a lot of different sound worlds and then it goes into the second movement, which is just angry, unrelenting. And then the third movement, she also got a lot of people writing about how we focus a lot on youth when we think about body shaming and how we feel about ourselves and how society treats us physically. But there is a whole other generation of people that are basically being you know treated to be forgotten like they're just slowly fading away we as a society do not treat especially older women older trans people with respect and and dignity it's really sickening and really sad how America treats older generations is a waste of uh, a lot of wisdom. That is something that is hard to wrap your head around. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. You know, actually, today's my birthday and I just turned 41. I'm still so young. <laughs> and knock on wood, I live a very long life. You know, living a long life is is a privilege. Not everybody gets to be there. And instead of celebrating all of those years, it's something that we just constantly try to avoid. And Kamala is such a beautiful composer and things are so subtle in what she writes, but she was such a pleasure to work with. And I really enjoy performing that piece. It it explores the cello in really beautiful ways and requires a lot of physical stamina, but also all different kinds of emotional output from me. (laughs) ¶¶ 
invisible. Let's see, front and back. Kind of invisible. Nice rack. Nice. We heard the third movement of Belly, composed by Kamala Sankaram for Amanda Gukin's Forward Music Project 2.0, released in 2021 on Bright Shiny Things. Now, I highly recommend checking out the full album. It's viscerally transcendent and powerful music. I'm Katie Hendrickson. You're listening to Sound Off on Music Challenging the Status Quo. Now, Gukin is seemingly tireless. 
with society telling musicians that they don't matter, slashing budgets, fewer spaces covering this sound world, the mental load is exhausting. I wanted to know how Gukin kept pushing forward. So it can it's a very up and down thing with with Forward Music Project in particular because it's there's so much more involved than when I perform other concerts where it's a little bit more straight ahead and the expectation is I am a cellist and I'm performing this recital or I'm on this chamber concert or whatever, um, where the expectation of performer audience is very clear. But this project brings so much more into the mix for everybody involved that it's a struggle to, to maintain that balance. And I think it'll always be like that. And that's life. You know, once you start to get into the sticky stuff, it's never easy and you're never just putting one foot in front of the other and going from A to B to C in a direct line. It's up and down. It's sideways. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like I'm, I'm in for the ride. I saw a lot growing up. To vaguely put it, my childhood was quite difficult. And I saw a lot of things and experienced a lot of things and was responsible for a lot of things that I should not have been. And I think I gained a lot of maturity and a lot of integrity from that. So I can sort of work my way through traumatic situations and I have a high level of being able to think clearly when things are going wrong. When we get into a kind of traumatic uh, or emergency-like state, there's something in my body that clicks on and knows what to do. And that can be a very good thing when it's really necessary. But when it's not necessary, it can really mess you up. And our brains sometimes don't know the difference. They don't know when it's a real emergency and when it's not a real emergency the physical manifestation of trauma and anxiety is exactly the same as when it's only in our head and when we're actually experiencing something in real time. So that kind of perseverance that I've had to sort of push through those moments, try to stand up for for what's right. Sometimes that strength just seems to come out of nowhere, but it was built in me from a from being a little kid. Now as an adult, I think slowly over time, it's just been very point blank like, no, I'm an adult and I can do what I want now. You know, you can't threaten me, you can't shut me up, you can't shut me out. That's a very it's very empowering, but the bottom kind of drops out when all of a sudden you don't have those kind of restrictions or boundaries, but they're still in your head and still just ingrained in your in your body. And so working through that, I think that's a lifelong process. So that kind of goes with the roller coaster. It's like, okay, I feel really strong and I'm going to stand up and then I'm going to take a nap for two weeks and I don't want to see or talk to anybody. And that's just, that's the ride. <laughs> that's Amanda Gugan who spoke to me for this edition of Sound Off on music challenging the status quo. Her Forward Music Project champions Women's Voices, Volumes 1 and 2 are out now on Bright Shiny Things. Forward Music Project 3.0 is Fever Dream, 
which is described as an act of collective reflection, healing, and awakening. I can't wait for 3.0 on recording. Uh, It's going to be just amazing. You can keep up with all things Sound Off at soundoffkatie.com. That's where you can sign up to my Substack companion and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Sound Off, solely produced by me, is part of the incredible Critical Frequency Podcast Network. My next guest is harpist Bridget Kibbe. Go ahead and subscribe to make sure you get the episode as soon as it drops. Until next time, I hope you continue resonating with that great force of music.